1: We're here. I wish I could filling. I wish filling. What up everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here. The old man Andreas Hell is back in the building. Kinda. He's remoting and he's in his crib. R. Hill's rock poster in the background. Once you're back in the States, I uh, bad you all last week while you were in Mexico in warm weather, chilling, hanging with the fam. Shout out to, uh, the amazing new married couple out there. You were in the wedding. You look good. Clean up well. Put on the, the full yeah, suit, man. man. You look, look real good in
2: this yeah. picture. Yeah, that's what we do. You know, we had, had to go out there. It was nice weather. Um, I'll say one thing because we had a lot to get through. Uh, If you ever go to Cancun to an all-inclusive resort, don't. Um, The food was trash. The liquor was trash. (laughs) It was bad. I mean, it was beautiful, but man, it was the worst food I've ever had in my life for like five days.
1: No lie. I did the same for a wedding two years ago. Two and a half years ago. now, And the food at that place was horrible. Like daily, the food was just whack. The wedding food was all right. But the food was whack, and I swear to you, I had 30 to 40 drinks every day and never got drunk.
2: Yeah, I was like, yo, what are y'all doing with my drinks? It was, it was a all-inclusive resort. It was really expensive. Uh, my pockets hate me right now, so does my bank account. But I'm thinking, yo, it's all-inclusive. I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want. I can drink whatever I want, whenever I want. But as the days went by, it was like the liquor was more watered down. I would ask for doubles and triples. And I'm like, me and my wife would look at each other like, yo, I'm not even drunk. And I'm watching them try to pour this whack-ass liquor. And the only time we got any buzz is we bought like a, bottle, a bunch of bottles of Hennessy XO um, for the wedding party. And we got some Johnny Walker Blue Label. But we paid for that. That was ours. <laughs> the all-inclusive stuff was whack. It was, yeah. yeah well, it was beautiful, I, I, but I was glad to get home, man. I was glad to get home and eat some real food.
1: I've gone to Cabo. Cabo all-inclusive was way better in Canada. And if people are looking to travel. Cancun, to me, is just, it's definitely kind of like a rip-off spot, in my opinion. Yeah. it's beautiful. You pay
2: to chill and, and do nothing. Yeah, it's beautiful, but, ugh, the food. Yeah, no, the food's nothing. No, no bueno. No, so. No bueno. But I'm it, back. I'm back. That's all that matters.
1: Yeah, that's good. You, the fam, all you guys chilled there. So you got back, I think, maybe like last night. So, if you haven't watched an entire week worth of combat sports, it's understandable but I feel like we can hit the, the hot points on everything as we go through boxing and MMA on this show because we're gearing up to have this be our last week of normal shows. Next week, we'll start our shows of uh, the Corner Podcast Awards as we've done eight years now in a row. It'd be the eighth annual Corner Podcast Awards. Yeah, is that, that's crazy. You damn near had hair when we started this. I definitely had hair and zero facial hair. Like You don't count my beard as a real beard. But when I started, no. there was really nothing. Like it was baby face cheeks. I had no mustache. So it's been a long time eight years worth of Corner Podcast Awards. This year, as always, doing pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing awards. And they were throwing in the music slash entertainment awards this year as well. Usually we just do music, but it's been a good year. Music and entertainment. Pick out probably our best shows of the year, best movies, stuff like that. Just best video games. Just throw in some entertainment awards in there as well. And I know the old man always goes off the cuff with those. But we'll narrow it down and give an award to the best of the best coming up next week and the weeks to follow. So it's a great way to close out the year here on the Corner Podcast. So, like I said, today is going to be both boxing and MMA, combining the shows, catching the old man up on a lot of stuff that he missed. If you guys listen to our shows last week and we recap some stuff that we talked about, it's because the old man was in Mexico. Want to get his opinion on all of that. So it is going to be great today. Dre mentioned, let's let's jump straight into this. Let's start in boxing. I was in New York this past week while you were in Mexico living it up. I was freezing. I wore a coat. One day in New York, I wore a coat. You know what I said? The Wife looked at me. She was like, how does it feel? I looked at her and I said, overrated. I could have completely a wore a hoodie. I wore a hoodie the rest of my time there. <sighs> the coat was overrated. It looked good. She overrated in terms of keeping the warmth in. But I had a coat. I wore it just for you. There's a picture online. My wife posted it floating somewhere. Probably tagged you. Just so you could see me in the coat. That is why I wore it. That is to say, Teofimo Lopez fought in New York. While that was happening, though, I have one eye, because this is what we do whenever we cover live events. Got to have one eye on the computer because Terrence Crawford was fighting in Omaha, Nebraska. Packed out the place. Your favorite network, BLK Prime.
2: Amazing crap. To be clear, I watched everything. In in Mexico, uh, so I have the Fight app, uh, Media Pass, and I get to watch all the international stuff. The stuff that you usually don't get Fight picks up like final always final battle. I have UFC fight pass. So i watched watch the UFC card. So I saw basically everything. Oh, so nice. I didn't miss anything.
1: No, just chilling yeah. on the beach. That's a good listen. That's a good place to watch all this damn stuff. Crawford was on Fight TV. Shout out to people over there. If you guys watched it, pay per view numbers are up in the air, depending on who you believe watch that shit. on how much it's so. Yo, know, the
2: whole fight's on YouTube already. The entire thing. the whole fight is
1: on YouTube. Listen, man, Come on, man, it's not the hardest thing to bootleg. Crawford goes out there, went on the undercard, we get Cyborg, official pro debut, she wins. Dropped the chick once, ends up winning. That was a cool little fight. Everyone from Crawford, Jim was on the card, fighting nobodies, they all won. So the crowd is hyped. Packed it out in Nebraska. Avenezian comes out, Crawford comes out. Usually Crawford's a notorious slow starter. Not on Saturday. He beat David Evanesian's ass from the beginning to the sixth round, where he finally got him out of there. And I thought Evanesian would be a harder task than he was. All along you were like, nah, this is not even, this level nice. is not even gonna be competitive. Played out exactly how you said. Crawford stops him in the sixth, and it looks great. Crawford, by the way, 10 straight, 10 straight knockout finishes. He's never gone the distance at welterweight, regardless of who you put him side. So- It's Pretty damn impressive, that's
2: great. Pretty impressive, yeah. David, David, David. this David Avenesian man. Like, I'm one, it's not hard to pack on Nebraska when your most expensive ticket is $300. All right, they had tickets for like $15 to fight to watch Terrence Crawford fight, it's cheaper than pay per view, so I I can understand why people went. David Avenesian is not good. We knew this heading into the fight. Terrence Crawford beat the hell out of him, he's not good. Again, there are levels to this. When Arturo Gotti fought Floyd Mayweather, Arturo Gotti's not a bad fighter, but he wasn't on Floyd's level, and Floyd beat his ass. We expected this. This is a warm-up fight, just like Tyson Fury and Derek Chisora. Like, this is these are warm-up fights. It wasn't worth the price of admission. It shouldn't have been a pay-per-view. Good for Terrence Crawford. Give me the Spence fight. Quit playing.
1: 10 mil. 10 mil for a nice day at work. And it may or may not count on the official record, because Avanizian today filed something against Terrence Crawford. Because his gloves broke.
2: Middle Who of the fight. Who cares? He ain't gonna win these things. Nah. These appeals—they they never win. This will stick. Well, he's gonna um, say he got caught with a bare hand because the glove damn near lost all its stuffing. It just felt like it. That's all. You were getting your ass beat? <laughs> it was inevitable. I thought it was funny. Uh, BLK Prime sent out a press release after the fight that says BLK Prime cements their place as one of the pillars of boxing with an extravagant pay per view. Like, yo, this is the most hyperbolic press release I've ever seen in my life. Stop lying to me. Gotta, gotta Nobody watched it, this man. shit live. No. Nobody paid for this. Fair, I watched Fuck it, this man. fight.
1: Um, unless they cut me a check, in which we'll be there. <laughs> Adrian <laughs> yeah. Broner, Atlanta, February, also announced. Is that a pay per view? Yeah, BLK Prime is all pay per view.
2: Nobody's watching that shit. Broner looks like he's fighting Ivan Redcatch.
1: Yeah, Broner looked 215 pounds.
2: Adrian Broner always puts on a gut before fights. And he, he'll get it off. He'll be in great sh- shape by the time the fight happens. I think they're fighting. Are they fighting a welterweight, 47? Wait yes. Or are they fighting at a catch?
1: I, I thought it was 144, but I think it's 147.
2: Well, whatever it is. Broner's going to, well, I can't say Broner's going to beat his ass because it's Adrian Broner. Never know. Ivan catch another, he's an opponent. He'll be there to fight. He's not coming to lose. He'll try to win and he'll get beat up. That's what we think. If this is on pay per view, I don't know who's watching this shit.
1: Nah, you gotta have like. Fuck a, that fight. I don't know. Quavo concert on Undercard or something. I don't know how you sell this, but I feel like black people come out in Atlanta for this. I think it's like MLK weekend. No, that's in January. Damn, I don't know. Um, Something's yeah. in February that week. Wait, wait, what's the date?
2: Tomorrow. February 18th. It's a week after the Super Bowl.
1: Okay. Yeah. Close to your
2: birthday. Yeah, the week after my birthday. Fuck yeah. that fight.
1: President's Day. Something like that, right? It's a three-day weekend, I believe, where where like people go and like cook out and shit. Um,
2: Yeah, yeah, that shit.
1: No. I mean, I contemplated going to that fight, just because I like Atlanta (laughs) as a city, but I couldn't, I couldn't (laughs) justify. No, no, no. My managers at work were just like, "What?" I was like, "Ah, yeah, I can't." Like it it was a it was a good thought. You you miss all the shots you don't take, Dre. So. I had to throw that out there. I just like Atlanta. If you ain't been to Magic City and have the Lou Will special wings in there, like, come on. Like, you ain't living life. Yeah, Atlanta's a great city, man. So many, so many great things to do there. Uh, you didn't miss me somewhat bad mouthing Washington, D.C., but I promise you I wasn't. I was just looking for honest answers. I've gotten some good recommendations since with Washington, D.C. Drea took great offense to that, people in our group chat. He yeah. left me to my own devices. He was very mad that I spoke down upon Chocolate City. Next up, we had Teofimo Lopez. In my city, greatest city on earth, New York City. I was there all last week. It wasn't brick ass cold, so I was able to move around. I did a bunch of stuff. I did some tourism shit. I went saw the tree, Rockefeller Center, did all that stuff. I say I went to the Knicks game. Knicks won on a winning streak because I went. All of that. Probably more exciting than the main event. And to me, Coleman, I mean, Undercar was, was good. Big Baby Anderson, he's the truth at heavyweight. Like that power is crazy. And super athletic. Xander Zayas is Xander Zayas. Showed his chin. It, it was a great performance by him. Keyshawn Davis is one of the best prospects in the world for a reason. Then you get to Tio Fimo in the main event. I get Sander Martin. And I know. Santa Martín stepped in, I think on five weeks' notice. Like that's, that's not an easy guy to take a short notice fight against. Supposed to be sniper Pedraza, who is going to stand there and trade with you. You're gonna you're gonna stand and bang against Pedraza, and instead you get Santa Martín, who's really skilled, southpaw, very hard to figure out. And then against Teofimo, he decided, you know what, I'm out. Box him and move, and he never stopped moving. There was no gas tank problems. And Teofimo Lopez went to the body consistently in that fight. They didn't slow Sander down at all. Sander Marti was moving the entire time. The problem is, there was long periods of time where he wasn't throwing at all. So he outlanded, or was even to Teofimo, in punches and only two rounds all fight. You can't win a fight that way. He dropped Teo once, scored in a knockdown, and then the second one was not scored in a knockdown. I'm good either. I, I thought it could have been two knockdowns or no knockdowns, to be honest, because Teofimo was just kind of going in, lunging, losing his back, and it was more like a, a clubbing bow to the side or the back of the head that pushed him down. Um, I'm not sure. He wasn't buzzed to get with either one. He were like, oh, this is a flash knockdown. I was like, I was right there. I kind of thought he was just pushed to the ground. So if, if there was no knockdown score, there was one and one, obviously. I could have went either way, no matter what, knockdowns or not, I thought Teofimo won won that fight.
2: There's, a, there's this weird prevailing thought, like when, especially when the cameras caught Tio saying, do I still have it? And people think that he's done or whatever the case it's may be. Yeah, but the reality is that Sandor Martin is good. He pretty much dominated Mikey Garcia, which a lot of people forget, and sent Mikey Garcia into retirement. <laughs> yes, he did. And when he stepped into this fight, I knew it was going to be a, a problematic fight for Teofimo Lopez on short notice. Because like you said, fighting Pedraza... If somebody's going to stand with you, and you can pick them off, yep. fighting somebody like Martinez going to move around and, and give you a hard time with lateral movement. Not an easy fight. Doesn't mean Fima Lopez doesn't have it. It means that Sandor Martinez is pretty damn good. Yep. There are a lot of people that had Sandor Martinez either with a draw or a victory. I had Fima winning by a round, but I can see Sandor Martinez winning this fight. I don't think this means anything bad for Fima Lopez. I saw some people say, "Oh man, if he fights Josh Taylor, he's going to get whooped." I just watched Josh Taylor had a hard time with Jack Catterall. Yep. So y'all can't tell me that Team Fimo and Josh Taylor—it's still a very, very good fight. Senator the Martin issue is gives people trouble. He gives all of them trouble. He does. The issue is is that 140 is very, very competitive. And I think what a lot of people forget is, yeah, Tio's good, and we looked at the Vasily Lomachenko victory and all of that, but at 140. With the likes of Regis Progray, with Sandor Martin, with Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez is still hanging around there. It's a problem division where anybody can lose. It's very competitive. Wasn't that competitive when Terrence Crawford was there. It wasn't competitive at all. Nobody was there. And Terrence just kind of wiped the division out. But Tio, he's got nothing to be ashamed about. I do think there are times when Tio fights where I think he, he, he believes he's better than his opponent and that he can do what he wants, and it doesn't work, and you can see it in his face. And it happened with Martin a few times. Like, oh, this body works going to slow him down. The shit didn't happen. He's got to learn how to adjust and fight like he's losing sometimes. If he doesn't do that, when he fights somebody like a Josh Taylor or a Regis Pro- Prograde, he's going to lose. But a loss is going to be inevitable. T.F. was not going to retire undefeated. He had a hard time on this particular night, and it is what it is. Tough test. He had a very tough test. And people don't know who Sando Martín is, but people are going to start recognizing that Sando Martín is a very, very good fighter, especially in the 140-pound weight class.
1: You mentioned that, and the biggest thing with Tia Fimo, and you, you say this often, people listen to the show, hear this all the time, where you're like, guys like Floyd Mayweather, guys like Tyson Fury, they don't need their corner to give them adjustments during fights. They go out there, they process no. information, they make all the adjustments themselves, right? The people in the corner say whatever fuck they want. It, it doesn't matter. They kind of just hype them up. Maybe throw one thing out there, a suggestion or not. Floyd wasn't paying attention half at the time in the corner. It didn't matter. He made all his adjustments on his own. Teofimo's not that. Not yet. Uh, I'm not sure if any of the young fighters are that. Shakur Stevenson aside. And, it's one no. of, and even Shakur gets like really good corner advice. Teofimo in the corner gets, oh, you're beating him. Oh, you're on top. This guy can't hang with you. Get him out of here now. Put your foot on the guy. But there, there's no specifics from his pops. There's no, yo, faint to the body now because you've been going to the body and follow up with the, the right up top. You know, just get him, change levels, get his eyes down, drop his hands, come over the top. It, it was as simple as that because he went to the body so much that it was open up top, but no one gave him that info. No, no one gave him the adjustment to the game plan, so he just stuck with the game plan and happened to land enough to get the win. I'm not saying his dad has to entirely be out of his corner. If he wants his dad there, he he can. The difference in the Lomachenko fight is he had another trainer in his corner who did a lot of film study, He did a lot of work. Um, the man's name, escapes me right now, he's like a boxing. Uh, he was in this corner for the Lomachenko fight, made a world of difference because you can adjust mid-fight and you're getting good cornering. He needs someone alongside his father to be in the ring, to have a bigger presence and a bigger voice to really help out. Maybe his father's just on the side and he has a main trainer inside of the ring. And a lot of fighters get to this point in their career. There's no shame in it. Like, maybe his dad gets butthurt if if he does that. But sooner or later, you got to say, I'm a big boy. I'm putting on my big boy pants. This is my career. I ain't kicking you out. You ain't staying at home. But you can't be the A Mike. I need somebody else in here that's going to give me a little bit more during."
2: TFMO Lopez's father is going to ruin him. And the reason why I say this is his dad's confidence is ridiculous and it's not grounded. It's not anchored. There's not rooted in reality. His son could be losing and his dad will say he's winning. Yeah. And it, it's, it's fine, fine when you're winning. Yeah. It's fine when you're winning. But when you're losing, you need somebody to tell you, like Terrence Crawford's corner, you're losing. To the Sean Porter yep, and Crawford's like, what? You're losing. You're down. All right, and you pick it up. His dad doesn't do that. His dad sees everything through ro- rose tinted goggles. Like he can't, he can't see the forest from the trees. Like he can't see that his son's losing a fight. So he doesn't give him advice. All he tells him is, "Oh, uh, you're winning. Oh, he can't touch you. Here's a confidence booster." Tia's gonna have to get his dad the fuck up out of there. No disrespect to his dad, but his dad needs to be a dad, not in his corner. It's just ridiculous these days. But uh, that that'll ruin female one of these days. He can't be the A mike Like you just he gotta can't bring be the somebody chief. else. He can't be cheap. No, like you, you can be on the side. That's cool.
1: Hold the, hold the yeah. spit bucket. You know, wipe the towel down. Whatever you got to do. You can't be the you can't be the one speak. Like we need actual instruction as you get better. He can't. He not everyone's well, he talented can't, look, look. at a certain level, and coaching or training is going to matter sooner or later. When everyone's as talented as you, when you get in the ring with uh, Devin Haney, who has a good corner, when you get in with Ryan Garcia, who has Goosen, you're, you're going to lose a chess match to these guys because they have better training.
2: The, well, here's the thing. Even if his dad stays in the corner, that doesn't mean he's going to shut up. His dad can't shut up. You need a presence to, like his dad, to shut up. Yeah, but that, that's the thing. Like, Tia Fimo's dad his voice cuts through all the noise. And that's what TO hears first. So if his dad's holding a spit bucket, if his dad's in the crowd in the first row, that voice is going to be the first thing T.O. hears. And if that voice is like, you're winning, son, Your we can't touch you. Fuck this guy. That's what Tio is hearing. He's not hearing. You might be losing this fight. You need to go to the body. You need to cut off the ring. You need to use your jab. Like he has to hear that. And he's not hearing that. So Again, it's not the worst performance in the world, tough opponent, but there are going to need to be some adjustments in Tiafimo's corner. And in his career, if he wants to, I don't know if he'll ever have a high as the Lomachenko victory. I don't okay. know if he'll ever That's get a victory that big ever again.
1: Arguably, and anyone in the grand scheme of career, it's very hard to top that. You beat the number one or number two pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world for all of the titles in the division. And people say what they want. Yeah, yeah Devin had a belt, whatever. Cool. But Loma entered that fight with a WBC belt. Whether you want to give that to Tio or not, that is your own prerogative. But you were fighting. Everyone in that ring had a piece of every belt possible. And you beat that man. You're never going to top that. Like when, when you got to fight another top one or two guy in the world, there's not enough spaces for someone to climb. So you can fight Devin Haney. He ain't top two in the world. So what are you doing, right? Like, if he moves up to 140, he's not going to have all the belts. That was a perfect storm, and you, that is the highlight of your career. Now, you got to do what Tyson Fury did, which I'm not saying go on a bender, get, gain 100 pounds, and then uh, pick up a drug habit. I'm talking about what he did after that, where he was like, this is the, this is the best thing to ever happened in my career. I'm never going to do anything better than beating the unbeatable Klitschko. But I like this for other reasons. I'm okay with that being the best thing I ever do. Now I'm just adding to it. That's hard. Like, you're never going to be better than that. Sorry, that was your flu game. You're never going to have a more legendary moment. But you can add to your legacy, and that's okay. You can't keep chasing that. It's like in in music. Like, you have people have the one-hit wonder straight out the box, and they keep chasing that song. Like, sir, you're never going to catch that shit. Ever, Eminem has a great career. Never caught the real Slim Shady, or not real Slim Shady. Or My name is. Never caught that shit again, and that's okay. You got to be okay with that. So that's that's T.O. You got to be grounded in that. And then the last boxing match from the week was Noah in a way undisputed champion now. Paul Butler tried man, but Butler came to <laughs> Did survive. He? He came to survive. <laughs> he didn't try to win. He came to survive. And it looked like he almost was going to survive the monster. And Inouye turned it up on him, and it was over as as fast as it started. Ten rounds Ten rounds against Inouye is, is a valiant effort. He, he got his paycheck, lost his belt. But Inouye is a different beast, and now he's going to vacate all the titles at 118. Maybe Butler could fight for his belt back against someone else who isn't this guy. And that's, when you're looking at Butler, he's probably like, yo, I'm going to lose this. If I take less damage, I'm still number one contender. Maybe i just go get my belt back. Like, if he cleans my clock, then I got a problem here. So you, you look at, you got to make a business decision sometimes. And anyway, he's way too good at that weight. At 122, we'll see what he is and if he can really get tested there. Does the power travel? Is it, it Chocolatito is the number one case of this, right? Like, we went through this five years ago. Guys number one, number two, number three in the world, pound for pound, no one's arguing. They top three, something pound for pound. Won all, he could win, he moved up, and really couldn't handle it. So now this is what we see with Inouye. 29, you're, this was a tougher weight cut than ever, so his body is ready to move up. 122 is a, a whole different weight class, a whole different level of talent.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he'll have those problems that Chocolatito had. Chocolatito's volume puncher. That's, that's the first issue. Like He moved up, fought Soren Visay, and he just wasn't didn't have the power to overwhelm him. He's also a, a foot-forward fighter, which means he blocks a lot of punches with his face. And that <laughs> shit can't work when you move up in weight. Inouye is a very skilled, heavy-handed fighter. I don't think he's going to have any problems at 122. Obviously, the fight to make is Stephen Fulton Jr. I just don't see that shit happening any time in the near future. I see N.Y. going out there be trying be to click every man. other belt. Yeah, probably, probably. But if you look at N.Y. at his size, I think we'll see him at twenty six. I think I think he'll he'll continue to move up. Thirty might be his cap, but right now, I have him as the number two pound for pound fighter in the world because he is wrecking people. He he's a scary, scary fighter. S- passes the eye test and then he just goes out there and his, his opponents just fold. Yep. Yeah, Donaire tried to give him a hard time in their first fight. Then he beat the shit out of Nonito Donaire for his troubles. He was like, You motherfucker, you took me to the distance. I'm going to make you pay. Ain't too many built like the monster. And the monster is going to be in for a, a hell of a, a 2023. We'll see. Hopefully, the Fulton fight gets made because I think that's an excellent fight because Fulton's a tremendous fighter. But I, I don't see anybody I don't see the dealing with Inuash For Showtime no. to make that fight. No, no. They're going to stay away. They're going to yeah. stay away as long as they can. Yeah, there's
1: there's there's no reason to make that fight right now, especially in a way. It's 29. Like Fulton is super young. I don't I don't see Al Heyman looking at that, be like, yeah, let's do this right now. Like, what? No, he's Uh, not interested. Yeah, he'd let it build out. But in the meantime, we saw a guy like Mick Conlon look great in his fight at 22, and then he almost won the title earlier this year, which is still my fight of the year. Um. And Conlon obviously got knocked out in that fight. But it was it was still like one of those things like anyway can come up and, and fight those guys. And vacing the belts, he becomes number one contender for whatever sanctioning body he wants out the gate. Yeah. So if him and top rank are smart, they go, Well, we're gonna force the hand of whatever champion we can in a different promotion. Yeah. Because we we have he, champions have we can fight in-house. So um yeah. he's, no, too he's, good. he's gonna have zero problems adjusting to 122. You have him at a number two in the world behind. Usyk. Okay, good. We're on the same page.
2: I just wanted to be better. I knew. <laughs> yeah. Usyk's number one fighter in the world. I'm sorry, guys. If you guys here thinking Terrence Crawford's the best, I, I can't do it. I can't. Not until you fight Spence.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Because I understand Terrence Crawford, my argument for people who make Terrence Crawford one, it's like, I get it. Because he hasn't had a close fight. Like, he's no. never been tested. Spence has had close ones. Like, people would push people to the brink, and you've you got to battle through and face adversity. Crawford hasn't had a close fight. He dismantled everyone. He's that much better than people. So it's, if you want to put him number one because of that, I get it. Usyk even had some trouble when he first got to heavyweight. Now he's filled out. I don't think he has any trouble against any of the guys. So it's one of those things where, yeah, man, Usyk's still my number one, and I, I don't see yeah. him moving from that. If he beats Fury, for any reason, oh, he forget about that. It. Yeah, like yeah, he's retiring
2: as yeah. number one pound for pound. Um, it, if Fury, he's untouch- If he beats Fury, if he beats Fury, he's untouchable. If you beat a six nine, damn near three hundred pound man who fights like a lightweight, and you beat him being a cruiserweight, yeah, you're untouchable. But if Usyk, Usyk beats him, is Fury way- number one. No, it's oh. unfortunate. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so it's dirty. unfortunate. That's so. But dirty, this is kind of how the heavyweight division works, right? There's really nowhere to go. But then right? you beat but the undisputed
1: cruiserweight champion and a I, guy with three belts at heavyweight, and he was ranked I currently know. number four. In a way, has never fought anyone in the top ten, and he would be number two. Terrence Crawford, I don't think has fought anyone in the top ten during his ascent so far in his career, and neither has Errol Spence at the time fought anyone. In the top 10. That would be a win over the number one guy, at least top three on everyone's list, for Tyson Fury when he's already at four. Plus, you beat undisputed yeah. Klitschko, who was a top ten guy when you beat him. It's Wilder is the scariest man on the planet. You're number one pound for
2: pound. You, you gotta put uh, Fury there, Dre. <laughs> like he has to knock he has to knock Oosik out. He has to knock him out. He has that's to That's a tall task. I know, but this, this it's unfortunate because the pound-for-pound pound fight, the pound-for-pound pound, uh, rankings are fictional, right? Based yes. on what you would do in other weight classes. You
1: put everyone but else at heavyweight.
2: You make everyone else heavyweight, he beats them. The problem is, is that he's, again, he's like 6'9", 300 fucking pounds. It's his fault. It isn't, but that's how pound-for-pound <laughs> pound works, right? Like it's, If everyone if he was knocks the out, same weight said, class, it's how it works. If everyone's equal in the same yes. weight class, who wins? Tyson Fury still wins. I don't know if Tyson Fury beats everybody. Like, I don't know if Tyson Fury and Terrence Crawford were the same size. Like, skill-wise, I don't know how it would translate. Would Terrence Crawford so, hit harder than Deontay Wilder? No. No. But he would was he was a heavyweight. Would, be, would, he,
1: would he be more skilled be than Usyk?
2: No, would he be more slick than Usyk? No. no. Yeah. No, it's possible. I, the problem with Terrence Crawford, the, the only thing that holds back Terrence Crawford from number one on resume. my list is that yeah, the resume. That's it. He passes the eye test. He beats up everybody he fights, but he hasn't had a chance to fight anybody. It's really not his fault. Now it is because he didn't fight Spence. The winner of Spence Crawford is the number one pound-for-pound fighter of the world, period. The win That fight determines the number one pound-for-pound fighter of the world. Fury would have to wipe Usyk off the face of the planet. That's if so, it's very competitive,
1: so
2: I know, but if he beats Usyk, he's probably number two. But it's it's, <laughs> I can't, I can't—actually, I'll on. put it like this. If they fight next, if that fight were to happen in March, and Spence Crawford isn't booked, and NY doesn't have a fight, if Fury were to handily beat Usyk, I could probably put him at one, number one. i I put him over NY. But you're going to bump him as soon as Spence and Crawford fight. If, Cra- if, if Crawford dominates Spence the other way around, the winner of that is the number one pound-pound fighter in the him.
1: world. You're bumping Fury yep. automatically.
2: Even with if, him if Crawford, beating an undefeated two-division yeah, seven-belt
1: yes.
2: champion. If Errol Spence beat an undefeated two-division champion... five-belt <laughs> champion,
1: yeah, five belt
2: champion, yeah sure. Errol Spence would probably be the number one pound-for-pound pound <laughs> fighter in the world. But if if Terrence Crawford goes out there and beats Spence, who at once upon a time was the boogeyman and the scariest man in boxing, if he dominated him, that's the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter. Fury's got a lot to do to be number one pound-for-pound. For pound. For a heavyweight the, he haters, be, sir. You're a heavyweight it's, hitter. It's, it's crazy. You're he may be, he may be, the greatest heavyweight, but he, it wouldn't be the number one pound for pound because he didn't go through any weight class. It sucks. It's just the way it is with pound for pound. He's, he's too big. That's so unfair
1: because technically he's gone through people of all weights. He's fought someone who was two hundred fifteen pounds, someone who was two twenty five, someone who was two forty five, someone who was two sixty five. Those are his last I get four your opponents. Argument. We're just not calling them weight classes, but he's fought people at 50 different pounds.
2: He has. Yeah, but if he, they were weight classes. But he's classes, bigger than all of them. Semantics. <laughs> no, that's not semantics. In five no, no, different no, no, weights. No, 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 no. No, If I'm six foot nine, 300 pounds, so and you're you too to be someone at 320. That's what I'm just like saying.
1: If you're foot foot that 320. big.
2: The giant look, Gonzalez. Look, look. You want him to fight Shaq. Look. Like, there, yeah, you, How many people the, are bigger again. than him? That's the problem, Deontay Wilder weighed what? His biggest weight was like two forty. He was still outweighed yeah, by damn near like forty pounds of fight night. So Yeah, it was ugly, right? It, it's it sucks because Tyson Fury just has such a significant size advantage over all of his opponents, and he uses it. It's not his fault. It's just the way it is. He doesn't have to fight. He he's never fought a man that's bigger than him. Never. If Usyk were to beat Fury, is number one pound for pound fight in the world, and no, he other, just fought a man no who's giant.
1: Would that argument be the case?
2: Granted, no other sport, has, powerful all the sport power. has power. there's no other sport that has Exactly. But there's
1: there's times where in, like, basketball, they would be like, who's the best player on Earth? And there was a time where Shaquille O'Neal was the best player on Earth. And they didn't say, oh, that's not fair. I no, don't know no, Iverson no. should be. Never a time- big ass no. is too big.
2: No, like, no. no, who cares? There was never a time that Shaq was the best player on Earth. There was, the, there was always a time that Shaq was the most dominant player on Earth. But nobody called him the most skilled or the best. Two thousand ninety nine. He was Kobe always wasn't Kobe the most yet.
1: dominant. Jordan was gone. He
2: AI was always was the most dominant. He a, AI was pound for pound the best ball player because he was tiny. Dude, your most dominant That's force. Your sizes. Hey, it is what
1: it is. <laughs> Jack, Jack can't shoot a Jack fucking free though. He like can't be better 50 than that. He and twenty a night on people's heads. He was a giant. And you're like, oh, this small guy giant. who drops thirty is amazing.
2: Yes, Allen <laughs> Iverson was five, nine, <laughs> 160, <laughs> 160 was pounds soaking wet. Everyone and he was, was dominant. dominant. He was an MVP, average of 30 points a game. You know how much harder it is to play
1: at that, that size? No, because the Wait, argument can look. be, you know how much harder it is to play at 320 and run your big ass up no. the court constantly? No. What that does no. to your joints no. and your knees no. and how much stamina Shaq you have to have? Jumpers. When you're, when you're carrying that Shaq much weight, jumpers. Dre, getting up and down he the court people. is incredible. No, he dunked. Look, he, he Just moved like a gazelle. to don't. do that. And that's look, Tyson Fury's no. claim. Carrying that nope. much weight at that size to be that agile is incredible. Nope.
2: Dominant. He was dominant. Not the most skilled. Dominant.
1: You're Allen Iverson was more size. skilled than Shaq. I can't debate you.
2: You're a sizest.
1: You're a hey, when size. Shaq
2: makes a free throw, call me. <laughs> when Shaq makes free throws, call me. Sure. Call me and let me know. Tyson Fury doesn't have that hole in his game. He can do it all. If he if can he, do it all. He damn man, he could probably shoot he's a free throw. He's too big. He's too big. It's he's unfortunate <laughs> he's too big. Other people are too, too small big. then. To be pound for pound. What do you, No, that's the point of pound for pound. It's about moving up, not moving down. No, Tyson Fury, who makes that rule? Let, let Tyson Fury. If hey, Tyson Fury. That, I didn't make the rules. I just You can bye shrink bye. it then. If Tyson Fury shrunk
1: down with his skill set. you Like if this was a video game, you have the slider markers wherever they are. If you shrunk him down to 5'11", 147 pounds, he beats the shit out of all of them. Because no, his power profile with the agility and all his IQ, all the defense, all his skills it doesn't work. He's better work at like everything than everyone else is in there. He's not better than ta- he's divisions. not more
2: skilled than Terrence Crawford. He's not more skilled than Terrence Crawford. He's not. He's a way better defensive fighter than Terrence Crawford. Ever. He's not more skilled than Terrence Crawford. Where Where isn't not, he? He doesn't have the power nor the killer instinct that Terrence Crawford. He knocked out. He uses again, out. He uses he uses his size to knock people out. Terrence Crawford just a nasty fighter. He's a small forty-seven. You said it yourself: ten straight knockouts. That man, I've seen that
1: man like deadlift six hundred fifty pounds. So he's a freaking nature strong.
2: Yes, but he's small. Tyson Fury can lean on his opponents and wear him out. He's dominant. Power, power. It's very difficult power. to be the number one pound for pound fighter in the world when you're the when you're the biggest fighter out there. All right, you can take a punch because you're bigger than everybody else. No, oh, he got an incredible job. Don't get me wrong. Pe- big ass don't people. Don't get me wrong. Big ass people don't take that Deontay Wilder punch. Okay. Hey, what you say. look, I think I, I think Tyson Fury is amazing, his but his size works sport. against him in the pound for pound argument. It just it just does. It's unfortunate, but that's how these things work. Oh, You're the worst. All right. <laughs> uh,
1: real quick, I'm talking to Bobby Green here in a little while. I know you got to get out of here. Before you do that, I just want to touch on UFC. Real quick, before we go to the break. What
2: a shit card. Fuck that card.
1: UFC, let me know what were your thoughts and takeaways, I mean, outside of being a shit card. I feel like a new star was made. One person maybe got a gift. I don't know. And then
2: the main event, we left with no champion. All right. Let's, let's run this down. Patti Pimlet's not that good. Let's just put that out there. He's not good. He's not the next Conor McGregor. He's not anything. He lost to Jerry Gordon. If you put him in there with a top fifteen lightweight, you put him in there with a top fifteen light uh, featherweight, you put him in there with Tapora, he gets fucking murdered. He's not that good. Tapora's talking big shit so, on aerial show. He he wear Patty Pimblett's ass out. Patty's not that good. Okay. He's he's not that good. So that's one. Two, the fight being a draw, it is what it is. at Ankali winning, but who cares? Now they just said fuck it. Like we're not even gonna do a rematch for this. We're gonna move on to Jamal Hill. Cool. Cause really it's Yuri's title when he comes back. Yeah. Just that that card was a really good fight night card. And then we got to the co main in the main. I knew it was a problem with Patty Pimblett being in the co main event, and he fought a shit fight with Jared Gordon. Yuck. Rosas Jr., 18 years old. Kid had the best yeah. performance of the night. Yeah, he's he's young. We'll see. We'll see as he steps up in competition. I don't know yet. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I, I we've seen Sage North. Like we we've seen Van
1: well, Zam. Like, yeah. The, the sport is tough on young people. Yes. And then we, Robbie Lawler was one of the best young fighters I had ever seen. Year 23 through 27, was like a buzzsaw for him. Like, everyone was just wearing his ass out, and then it clicked.
2: Yeah. well, I mean, we'll see. Rosas Jr., like, young, strong, well-rounded. Got to see how, what happens when you get punched in the mouth. So yeah. I'll wait until then.
1: So that— I'll talk more in depth on the UFC card in a little while. But let's hit the break. Bobby Green is going to join us after this. I'm going to chop it up with him. Bobby's always one hell of an interview. And he's coming off of a suspension because he tested positive for something. I'm going to ask him about that. And, of course, like he had all that momentum and everything. Now he got to build back up. Bobby never holds back. So you guys don't go anywhere. Be right back with UFC's Bobby Green. Yeah, we'll jump right into it. Coming into this fight week, Drew Dober, it seems like you're still on that same path, right? You're, you're getting back on it. After your last fight, do you take anything from that? The way that it happened, it being kind of like late notice, you just stepped up like a G. Does anything from that fight follow you into this one?
3: Oh, um, follow me? No, no, nah, no. Nah. Every it's, it's a new day every day you wake up. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that shit, brother. That shit's the past. That shit was bullshit. It's just like, fuck it. It is what it is. You know, my hands are still sore from the last fight, my shins. And, and you know, and to be honest, I was sitting on the couch, chilling, relaxing on vacation. So be honest, that's not the real me. I have to know mentally who you are, you know?
1: Now seeing Islam since then go on, become champion, is that something where you're like, yo, I, I fought this dude. Like, I, I know what he's about. Like, if I had a full camp, we, we can get down again. And I feel like I can hang with it. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I definitely feel that way, you know. um, I got to feel his strength. That's why I looked at it like it was just a good uh way to kind of get an insight, you know. <laughs> What's going on in here? How strong is he? What's going on? What is he doing, you know? I understand exactly what I'm dealing with now, you know.
1: And then. I think, but- oh,
3: just Give me a camp and I think I can
1: get him. I can get him. Yeah, before that fight, you were on a roll. So, preparing now for Drew Dober, how do you get back into that same mindset that you were in before? Because, I mean, to a lot of people, you're on the brink of superstardom. That's why you got the Islam fight, right? Like you are, yeah, you are yeah, bigger, yeah. Like My momentum
3: off, you know, throw my momentum off, and, and that's what it has been. A company man, you do whatever the company asks and needs. You know, I've been doing this shit over and over for the company. You know, um, so. As far as the mindset go, mindset, bro, it's all in here. I'm I'm a strong individual. You know, I I didn't have a mama, I didn't have a daddy. You know, I had to build this shit on my own. So my mind has always been there, like, where, hey, you can lose. And everyone in the sport, you know, you can lose. And and tomorrow you got to wake up and do it again. So that's where my mind is. Just keep this shit going. Get back to my streak.
1: So you mentioned doing stuff for the company. Do you feel like the company returns and has your back equally, right? Because a lot of people wouldn't fight this guy on a full camp. You fought him on short notice. Do you feel like the company appreciates that and kind of has your back going forward?
3: Um, I felt like they did. You know, they gave me uh the Jim Miller fight on a, on a on a good card. And then I got popped for drugs, you know, for DHEA, some bullshit that I found at Walmart. I never thought something at Walmart would get me banned, you know? watching a, a, a youtube video with a guy named uh dr eric berg i don't know if you ever heard of him he's a white guy that talks to uh, uh health and stuff so okay. i've been following for about a year and i'm getting on the last really last week of my fight and i get a call that i can't fight and i'm like what i had no idea you know to and then even then so six months in usada gets suspends me for six months they realized that I'm not a cheater. They know that they've tested me constantly. Um, when it came, I said, hey, this is what I'm taking. This, oh, that right there's bad. Oh, fuck, I didn't even know, you know, because I don't do drugs. I never paid attention to the banned substance list because drugs are not a, an issue at all for me for the last 20 years of my sport. And so for me, more so, bro, it was just... Uh, I felt like I did. Then I fucked myself, you know, yeah. like they, they, they have my back. It's okay. We'll give you a good card. Here it is. The fight, you know, international fight week. You're there. You fucked yourself now, kid, you know? And so it is what it
1: is. Yeah. And then now do you feel, it, it's hard to kind of like phrase it, but do you feel like the fans that you did gain over that year and everything, you got to now go out there and prove like, yo, I'm not dirty. I, I, I'm not, someone who takes stuff on purpose. I'm not using steroids. Like I want all those fights for real.
3: I wasn't a cheater. Yeah, bro. Like when it comes to the UFC, like most of the guys i I fought in have been under 30 days. So I couldn't have been cheating. If I fight fighting all these guys under 30 days, you know, it, that's notice that's call and fight under 30 days. There's no way that you could be cheating and do that. You know? And for 98% of my fights in the UFC has been under 30 days. I think two people I can think of, Poirier and and maybe Rarbosa, Maybe those two. I can only think of those two probably over 30 days. So um, I couldn't be cheating, you know. Um, and, and and at the end of the day, brother, it's just what I know in myself, you know. I felt like I had two now uh, where I'm building, like you said, building this up, the stardom. And then I have the Islam bullshit. <laughs> then I have the drug bullshit. It's like, man, God I just loves to just... <laughs> You know, it's just how it works, you know, or I can't blame God. I got to blame myself, you know, I fuck myself. But, that's but even with thing, the DHA, again, the last thing I want to say is USADA has not even proven, like, they're saying that it doesn't even prove that it helps, you know? That's another reason that gave me six months. They still have no proof that this is some type of performance enhancing thing, you know? And so it is what it is.
1: Yeah, and now when when you're looking at it and trying to kind of – all right, cool. You're back in your mind frame. You understand that you got to rebuild. Is there any pressure to come out and really not just perform well, get the win, but get the stoppage? Is that like, yo, I got to remind y'all who I am. I got to remind y'all why y'all love me and why I'm
3: going to be a star. Um, A bit of it, but yes, um, I'm going to fight my fight, brother. This is what I do. This is nothing changes. It's going to be, I don't know, the 45th of time I've done this. This um, <laughs> is the first time I got here Dana said, if you want to get in the UFC, you got to fight like Bobby Gray. You know, said so the first fight I came in, and I will continue to do that till I leave. And so with that being said, like, I don't worry about any of that. My fight is going to be my fight, you know. But I do, I definitely want to make a statement with Drew Dover because Drew asked for me. He said he wanted to fight me, he called my name. So that's more of it to me is I have to make the statement to him and say, hey, if you said my name and you called for me. You must have saw something, you must have thought something that was in this fight that you would get that you could win, you know? And so I have to prove to you why you shouldn't call my name.
1: How disrespectful is that? Like a lot of people use the term gatekeepers. A lot of people with your amount of fights and everything, they think like these, whether it's younger fighters or people trying to move up the rankings, they think yeah, of someone yeah. with your style and everything. And they'd be like, yo, he's a gatekeeper. How disrespectful is that to you? Uh,
3: uh, uh. Listen, I can go into all the blah blah blahs what people think and the blah, blah blahs. Nah, um, to me, uh, I'm real estate. Come, you know, I can't get bothered with the blah blah blahs. You know, I can just keep doing what I do, plugging away and and showing people on the real estate that you can put that they put in this organization. Okay, gatekeeper, like, well, that means to me like. He's the marker for if you're going to be successful or not, if you're going for a title or not. You know, yeah. And so, I don't know how to feel about that, brother. Be honest, I don't pay attention. I gotta pay attention to one thing: Kidnap that bread, kidding the money, <laughs> getting that W. You know, putting on great performances. Those are my focuses. All the chit chat and the talk, uh-uh. I don't get no time for all that. You know, what I mean, That's, You let them for the journalists and the media and those guys. Don't let them talk. You know, I fight. I don't talk
1: with. I mean, anyone who watches your fights like we know it's it's going to be it's going to be a fight. You ain't coming in there to dance around or just to hug your opponent. You're coming in at a fight. So the bonuses, they kind of just roll in with your style. You get that 50 G's this week. How are you spending it? It's it's holiday time. What, what you doing with this 50 G's?
3: man, I haven't thought about it yet. I haven't thought about it, but that should be a good plan I Should be thinking about it right now. It's what I'm going to do. I'm probably going to give it away, you know? Um, my life is crazy, brother. My life is crazy. It's so, one of the, the best crazy, stories in,
1: in <laughs> MMA. <laughs> I'm I'm
3: I have a company. I had to get a company to protect myself because I have three baby mamas, one black, one white, and one Mexican. And they all love to put child support on me and take my money and do these different things. I love my kids, and I'm always taking care of my kids. But when they get angry, they go to child support. So I had to protect myself. And at the same time, my only goal is to, is to pay my houses off, okay? To pay my houses off, and, and, and at least I, I got nothing that nobody can take from me. Yeah. And now that I have all this money in my company, I can't spend it. And if you got it at the end of the year, they tax you on it. So... I gotta start giving things away. Here, take my money, take my hard earned money here. I got this take this. I'll give Monty Fuck Jesus. for I'm like here, just here, there's some money, here's some money. You know, I gotta give it away to people and shit, you know? This really sucks. I can't pay my own house off. That's what they tell. They
1: don't tell you that. They don't tell you about these like loopholes you gotta do when the money yes. starts rolling in. No, yes, that, that needs to be a thing. That needs to be a thing. Them but taxes, I you, The tax
3: man come to get you. They say, hey, I need my money. Listen, listen I man, I got three kids. Every year. I got three kids and only one baby mama. So I feel your pain. I couldn't, I you couldn't imagine. You have no three. idea, brother, <laughs> to be in three different places and three different times with three different minds and three different kids and, and the mothers and what they expect of you. Ooh. Listen, the,
1: the Bobby Green story and, and life. Like I just said a little while ago, one of the most interesting in MMA, if not the most interesting in MMA. I appreciate you, that, brother. Yeah, of course. Do, do you feel like a title is necessary for that final chapter? Do you feel like, yo, you know what? I've been through so many ups and downs. I've done this. I mean, 40 plus fights you've been fighting and all. Do you feel like a title is validation at the end? Or do you just be like, yo, I just want to go down as one of the baddest to ever, ever step
3: in this sport? That sounds so much, more better to me the, the baddest ever. You know what I mean? Like, if they had a BMF belt for 55s, then we could be talking. I might be interested <laughs> in that, you know? But besides that, I'm not interested, you know? I'm not interested in your title. You let those little Russians go wrestle for that stuff, you know? Because that's what's running the game right now, those guys that's doing that hugging stuff. You let them do that. I'm not interested in the title. I'm interested in being the baddest guy who shows you the realest shit. And I paid all my bills off. I got no worries. Sleep at night that I don't have to worry about what needs to get paid. That's all I'm trying to do here, sir. And That's it. I, I still stay grounded, you know? I'm still humble. I just want to pay my houses off and, and, and not have bills and have a little money left over for my children. That's all I could ask for.
1: Man, I, I feel like those goals are attainable. Plus some because the, the people love you, man. Really like you. You are one of the fighters people turn out to see. And that goes beyond any belt, I'm sure.
3: like you said. Like people man, know bro. they get suspended. I've suspended for six months. I didn't even know people knew I was gonna be on this card. I came back in surprised, you know. <laughs> I'm here. Like I just jumped in here. That got offered of this fight on 28 days' notice. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't something that was planned. It was like they called me, I was like, oh fuck it, i guess I'll do it. You know, you <laughs> Listen, know, i was, man, sneaking they, in. I was just sneak in real light, real quiet <laughs> and say, hey, Bobby greens on the card, you know.
1: They they know what they're doing, they know that this is the last card of 2022 and they need to go out with a bang and uh they've had some good car i mean yeah. orlando was dope the pay-per-view was dope but they're like yo get bobby on the phone let's get let's get out of here on a good note and make sure uh, we get another knockout of year candidate to close out this year so can't wait to see you fight man on Bro, it's saturday gonna it's gonna be so dope appreciate it get some rest chill relax be a hundred percent can't wait so glad that uh you're fighting to close the year out and going into 2023 just with that continued momentum, that, that stardom's coming.
3: It's right there. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.